0: thankful pleased and relieved expressing gratitude and relief hey guys this week we're talking about gratitude humility and finding contentment in everyday life holidays are always a great reminder of things to be grateful for but how can we implement thankfulness throughout the year stick around as Cody and I dive right into showing gratitude even in the mundane things it's going to be a good one
1: This is The Reckless Pursuit, a podcast crafted and created to dive deep into what it looks like to be a follower of Christ in a modern-day world. We span topics across the board to seek out truth and to gain a deeper understanding of one another, to find common ground and answers to life's hardest questions.
0: We all have a story and a struggle, a calling and a conviction. Together, let's take a hard look at ourselves and effort to view what others see so we can be the best reflection of Christ possible. I'm Cody. And I'm Elaine.
1: Now, let's get reckless. Hey everyone, welcome to The Reckless Pursuit. This is episode 37. And today we are talking about an attitude of thankfulness. We're starting November off uh, trying to keep our hearts right, keep on a good attitude of thankfulness, and we're just going to talk a little bit about that, things Elaine and I are thankful for what thankfulness is and how to keep that attitude. But before we get into that, a quick reminder, we have a community group where we can keep this conversation going, and we would love for you to be a part. So if you're not so far, the link is in the show notes below. Go down there, click that, ask to join, and we will accept you and bring you into the community group where we can have in-depth conversation about topics we talk about, future topics we can talk about, and whatever else you feel like saying. Also, if you haven't done so so far and you enjoy this show, maybe this is your first episode, maybe you don't know yet, that's cool, take your time. But up there at the top, possibly at the top, depending on where you're listening, there's a subscribe button, especially if you're using Apple, it's at the top. There's a subscribe button. Go click that. Keep up to date with all things The Reckless Pursuit. Also, keep an eye out for video. It's coming probably this week. So video stuff, I don't know what all that's going to look like yet, but we're going to be doing some stuff. We're going to be doing some behind-the-scenes stuff, some stuff in the car, Uh, Reckless on the Road. We talked about it a little while back, but that's coming at you very soon. So there's more Reckless Pursuit for your daily lives. And I just want to start off by saying thank you guys for being here today means a lot that you're taking time out of your day to listen, and we hope we can inspire you. We hope we can, what are all those buzzwords, inspire, uh, lift up, and you got any, Elaine?
0: Motivate. Motivate. Encourage.
1: Entertain, whatever the case. We just hope that we can bring a little positivity into your week because you guys bring positivity into ours. With that being said, Elaine, why don't you open us up on this episode of thankfulness?
0: Well, I first want to start off with saying that we are doing a social media thankfulness November challenge. Right. Basically, every single day this month, we are finding different reasons to be thankful, whether it's big or small. A couple days ago, we were thankful for uh, nature. We actually went on a hike uh, with our dog and just kind of walked through the trail and just kind of took in just the season of change, the season of um, the ever changing leaves and um, the creeks around us, and just soaked it all in. And so that's what we're um, thankful for. Uh, but like I said, every single day it's something different, and we'll be posting on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we actually want to invite you to do the same. So if you're thankful for anything, you know, share it and be sure and tag us in it.
1: Yeah. So this is a season of thankfulness. Thanksgiving's coming up, not very far off. give Christmas. We just got through with Halloween. It's the best time of year. The most wonderful time of year, at least to us. As I
0: was gonna say, basically October first through January first is like the best time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: so, uh, talking about thankfulness, I know it's popular. Um, people do like thanks, like thankfulness challenges and things like that. In November leading up to Thanksgiving of like 30 days of thankful, which is kind of like what we're doing, but I want to talk about what thankfulness is, what an attitude of thankfulness is, and how it impacts our life, because I don't think we realize how ungrateful we often are. So when we wake up in the morning, what's our first thoughts? Are we thankful for the morning? Are we complaining about something we have to do? Are we on autopilot? What's going on in our lives? A lot of times I don't think we are thankful for the air we breathe, for the house we live in, and we have those moments where we stop and think about it, sure, but it's an attitude of thankfulness that can just change our lives, it can rock our worlds, and I know this is talked about in church a lot and stuff like that, and so, you know, you've probably heard a sermon about thankfulness at some point in your life of, you know, uh, I'm sure there's some Bible verses he's going to share later, I think, you know, I'm sure we've heard sermons taught on thankfulness every year at this time. But I think where they kind of fall short is the implication in your daily life and on a mental level, how it changes our outlook. So in my morning meditation and prayer time, uh, and we can kind of just go this way with this, in the Buddhist religion, there is a type of meditation based on thankfulness. And you literally sit there and you just begin to be thankful. And you can work your way through so many different thoughts, but sometimes it's even just sitting and being quiet and just being thankful for the moment. And I know um, a lot of times in churches and stuff, we practice like, oh, well, go and sit and be thankful. Like, just go by yourself and just like we've talked. I know I've heard sermons like this. where so I just started thanking God for the couch I'm sitting on, the chair, the microphone I'm talking into right now, the desk that my computer is at, uh, my wife sitting next to me, the house we're in. And you can just start working your way through that. And that's wonderful. That's a great thankfulness practice to get yourself... Uh, if When you start doing that, you start kind of not taking things for granted, whatever the opposite of that is. And you start realizing how many blessings you have around you. But a big one... That I think we kind of fall short on a lot is just being thankful for the moment because right now we can be thinking about all the things that uh, we have to do. This is, you know, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, it's a Monday. Mondays are typically the most he- hectic day of the week for most people. And it's so easy to get distracted in all the tasks the week has to bring still. All the things that are coming up, all the deadlines and the holiday planning, and now the shopping, and
0: I was gonna say almost every department store has already had their Christmas trees up, but I think it was funny because we were out doing something uh, the day after Halloween, and like everything was like Christmas, Christmas, Christmas trees, fake snow, getting ready for Black Friday deals. It's like it is everywhere. It's beautiful. Um, not every store has Christmas music playing. But some of them do. Of course.
1: You can only listen to Christmas. Well, I listen to it starting in July, but you can only listen to Christmas music for like quote unquote two months out of the year. And some people would say that's pushing it way too much.
0: Well, we've already been listening to Christmas music. I know.
1: <laughs> but what I'm get back on topic. Uh, it's just an attitude of thankfulness in the moment. And I just kinda want to touch on that. I want to kinda soak on that for a second. How often do we thank God for the moment we're sitting in right now? You know, we can get worried about things to come. We can get distracted by things that have been. But right here in this moment is where we're at. We exist in this very moment. We don't exist in the future. Uh, the Bible's clear of that whenever it's, you know, it talks of like no day is promised. We don't exist in the past. That's already done. We exist in this moment and, you know, I think it's interesting to, to kind of soak in the fact that God is a God that exists in this moment. He already knows all that there is. It's already orchestrated according to Him, you know, and so we exist in a moment where He is, and we can't find God dwelling in the past. We can't find God focused in the future. We can only truly experience Him on a deep, intimate, um, supernatural level in the current moment we're in. Because that's where he is at. You know, he's already orchestrated the rest of it, it's already laid out. But in this moment is where he dwells. And so, if we want to find him, if we want to find peace, if we want to find joy, if we want to find thankfulness, it happens right here. Being thankful for the moment of our breath, the moment of everything, because every second is new and none of them are promised. And I just think that's such an... A, just to like dive right off into this whole thing, I think it's a, an interesting aspect of thankfulness that we often miss out on.
0: Well, and I also think going back to the Black Friday sales and the shopping, everything, we are constantly living in uh, the future and planning for Christmas and all of our vacations and shopping and family time and all that stuff. But I don't think we ever are satisfied with the moment that we are in.
1: Well, no, because we're always looking for the next high. Mm -hmm. We're looking for the next high moment to get us through the normal, everyday, mundane things.
0: Well, and even like on days of Thanksgiving and days of uh, Christmas, you know, we're constantly thinking, well, how can we do it better next year? Or Mm -hmm. what vacation can we go on next year? Or what better thing can we buy next year? And we're just never, like even in the high moments, we're always trying to look for the better, higher moments. Yeah, yeah, higher moments, better moments. And that's, I think that's the biggest problem.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's hard to have an attitude of thankfulness if you can't have an attitude of contentment. And I think that um, in our culture that we live in, in the social media age, being content is the hardest thing for us to do. We're never Satisfied. It's like our gut is constantly longing for more. That next dopamine hit from uh, the attention got from someone else. We can't sit alone with our thoughts. We can't allow ourselves to just realize that we exist right here in this very second. And thankfulness is so much more than just like, oh, I'm thankful for my car, or I'm thankful for my house, or I'm thankful for my dog, or my wife, or my parents you know, it's, it's a, it's kind of a mix of things because you can't be truly thankful if you're not aware. You can't be truly aware if you're not present and you can't be truly present if you're not willing to be content. And, uh, and it's kind of a chain reaction. You have to realize like, I'm going to be, there may be things in my life that I want. There may be things in my life that I desire there may be places and things in my life that I want to achieve. Um, I know people with, you know, my Lane's personality are very big about that, of what legacy will I leave? How, how can I do this? How can I constantly achieve more? And there's nothing wrong with wanting to do good. There's nothing wrong with wanting to leave a legacy or to try to influence people and try to be a positive influence. That's all very good things. I think that's important and needed. But you'll never be those things, and you'll never be satisfied if you're not willing to be okay with where you're at right now, or if you believe this, where God has you right now. We're not constantly in pursuit of something better. We're in pursuit of the moment. And I think that's a good embodiment, even of the name of this podcast, The Reckless Pursuit. You know, if you're trying to pursue something in the future, then you're so distracted from just life itself. Life... You won't live, you will actually, life will pass you by, and you will never take a chance to live if you're not willing to address the moment you're in, because this is what we pursue, we pursue thankfulness, which is found right here in this very second, not in some distant thing, you know, you can get gifts, and those, you could be thankful for them, but are you really thankful for them, or are they just a momentary glimpse, you know, Thankfulness is an attitude that's kept all around you, and it's hard. You know, I'll say first off, like I'm not always, by any means, like one to preach this message because I can get so distracted If anything. This is for me. Uh, we can get so distracted by all the things going on around us, but let this be a reminder: like focus on the moment, and that's where you'll find true joy, true thankfulness and uh, just a satisfied heart.
0: Well, and I think also this can be extended to not just the holidays, but also social media followers and getting likes and comments Um, in regards to finances. You know, we always say, give us our daily bread, but then we're constantly like wanting more and more and more. We're not okay with just getting the things that were given and that God has provided for us, but we're constantly wanting more. We're constantly wanting more money. We're wanting more... We're wanting more followers. We're constantly wanting more and more and more. And that's not a spirit of contentment.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not a spirit of thankfulness either. Yeah. Because it's kind of neglecting what you have. And I think it's interesting, gluttony is so much more than just food. Talking about Thanksgiving, gluttony goes beyond just consuming food copious amounts of turkey and falling asleep. Gluttony is an attitude. You can be gluttonous toward many, many things. It's a hoarding mentality of, I want more, I want more, I want more. And uh, it's, like I said, it's easy to be thankful for the, the things in your life, like when you stop and think, like the physical things. But how often are we thankful for the mundane things? How often are we thankful for just the normal mundane thing we get so tired of driving to work on Monday because oh man our weekend's over but you know in all honesty we have a job we get tired of doing dishes oh man I hate doing dishes <laughs> it's like one of my least favorite things Or are doing the laundry but you know at least we can at least we have somewhere to do laundry at least we have clean clothes at least we have clothes Or dishes to wash. If you have dishes to wash, that means you had food to eat. If you had food to eat, that means you had uh, some kind of supply to go and purchase that or to acquire that in some kind of way. I mean, it it goes down, you know, for a while. We had nourishment in our bodies for that. Uh, That means we can experience life that much longer.
0: Well, I think if you don't live in a spirit of thankfulness... um. That's why whenever you do find yourself thankful for your house or your family or friends or what have you, um, that's why I think we often feel selfish when we realize those things because we're not living in the thankfulness. And then whenever, whenever we find a reason to be thankful, we're like, oh crap, like we take everything for granted. Yeah. We're so selfish. Like we need to be thankful more often than just the once every couple months mm-hmm. at random. So
1: how do we do that? How do we have an attitude of thankfulness? Like what does that physically like in the moment look like?
0: Well, I think it's being okay for what you have for starters. Yeah. Um, even down to like groceries and stuff. You may not have all of this next month's groceries, but you have today's groceries. Mm-hmm. You're able to eat today and be fed and have the nourishment Or even back to social media. You may not have a million followers, but you have a thousand followers or something. Like, that. you still have that. And I think it's just learning to appreciate the things that you have.
1: Yeah. I think that kind of ties back into the Lord's Prayer, which isn't the Lord's Prayer, by the way. It was a model for how we are to pray. So it should be like the people's prayer. I don't know. Anyway. But it, it talks about give us this day our daily bread. So what does that mean? Well, I mean, it means give us... What we need for today, anything extra is bonus. It, it is excess. It is it is uh, just icing on the cake, so to speak. But give us this day our daily bread. You know, uh, I have a really good friend who um, he's you know he's an uh, older than I am. He's actually one of my best friends growing up. It's uh, her father, and he and I we kind of have a, a I would almost say like he's maybe like spiritual counseling to me, but at the same time, we're really close and we can just tell each other anything. So I feel like we learn from each other on the regular and and I just, I love this man dearly. And, you know, going into marriage, uh, probably the number one thing people tell you will break up a marriage is finances. There are other things, communication's a big one. There are plenty of big ones. We did an episode about marriage quite a ways back two-part series on marriage, you can go, I'm sure, I'm like 99% sure we talked about all this already, but finances are a huge one, and we can spend a minute on finances here, because, well, honestly, finances could be, you know, a multi-part series on this podcast, but for the aspect we're talking about right now, let's just take a minute and talk about this. Um, When you look at finances, especially starting out, if you are a millennial, which, by the way, millennials are not born after the year 2000. So if you see teenagers running around, don't call them millennials. They're a whole different thing. I know that seems like a stupid pet peeve, but it's a pet peeve of mine because everyone dogs on us. And I promise, like, we're out there trying to do stuff. We're not just a crappy generation. Um, I mean, I'm going to get off my... I'll, I'll stop before I go in too much. But
0: we have a whole episode about millennials.
1: <sighs> I could talk forever about millennials. Anyway, it's just it's interesting because we are... We being people born um, from around 85 to 2000, I think is the millennial range, somewhere in there. I'm probably off by a, maybe a year or two in, on the front side, but I know it stops at the year 2000 or December 31st, 1999, I guess, technically. Um, we're the poorest or we're the first generation in the United States talking about U.S. here. So international folks, like, bear with us. But um, – in the U.S., we're the first generation to make less money at our age than our parents. A lot of times, you see 20-somethings, early 30s, grouping together. They live together, um, multi-family households now uh, to split rent, to split bills because honestly, like we can't afford to live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like inflation has like completely butchered. Our ability to be independent in like most situations. Uh, And in order to get a decent job nowadays, and there's ways, don't get me wrong, I don't have a college degree and I'm, you know, I've worked since I was 14. So I'm not saying jobs aren't out there, but in order to get a decent degree nowadays, it seems like you have to go and get 20 grand in debt at a college and then you can get a job that may or may not pay you enough to get out of debt in 30 years to try to start a career. It's just, it's a really weird system we're in right now. Like things are more expensive than ever. Things cost more than ever. And jobs just don't seem to be paying much more, especially because the threshold for education, um, has just kind of inflated the market even more. And, uh, All that to be said, um, on top of that, on top of all of these things, finances is a big stressor for everyone. And again, of course, you know, shout out to all of us who are 20s, early 30s. Like, it's hard. And it's a big driver of problems in relationships, in friendships, in families, and in marriages especially. And to tie all this back in, my uh, friend and I were sitting and talking, he's like, you know, I had to learn just to not worry about money. And he was telling me at first, you know, it caused a bit of a weirdness between my wife and I because she was very much like, she's an accountant. And so like, she is money, like smart. She is focused. She can look at the budget and see where they're lacking and what they need. And they did not have the funds to pay their bills. They did not have the means to get through that, that time in their life, this uh, specific season he was talking about. And he said, I literally just had to say, I'm doing everything I can. I'm looking for more work. I'm doing everything I can. And everything else is out of my control. I cannot sit here and stress myself about finances because worrying and sitting here worrying, worrying, worrying isn't bringing money in. And I'm just going to have to trust in God's provision. I'm going to have to be thankful for what I have, and that attitude of thankfulness. And I truly believe in, um, I believe in the attitude of positivity. Some people may call it good vibes. That's slangy and whatever. I don't, you know, it's all the same principle. Uh, good thoughts, good attitude begets good things. Um, on the physical side, you're promoting positivity in your life, which makes you stand taller, makes you more presentable, makes your voice sound more attractive. Not necessarily like in like the pursuing a lover type way. I, mean, I guess it could do that too. But uh, so you know, people are more interested in you. Go ahead.
0: Well, it's in the same way in psychology where the more you smile, the more happier you feel, even right. if emotionally like you are not happy about whatever situation you're in. But the more you're smiling, the more, like, you think positive. Like, you literally create positivity in your life. Yeah,
1: you create that atmosphere you're in. And so, like, those good thoughts, you know, actually do more for you than the negative ones. When you're constantly plagued with worry, 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 you're creating more worry for yourself because you are basically enabling doubt and fear into your life to start driving you down and that's going to drive down your work ethic it's going to drive down your mental stamina your focus
0: um For thankfulness
1: yeah and all of those things are going to get suppressed and so he said you know i honestly realized like in order to do what needs to be done i have to take on an attitude of thankfulness and he did and sure enough you know, the next coming weeks, provision came, and he was able to do what he needed to do. People are in situations all the time where they're faced with losing their homes, losing so much, uh, losing their car, losing their job, and in those moments, you have to realize there's still so much to be thankful for. Your identity's not in a house. Your identity is not in a job. Listen, let me say that again. Our identity is not in our job. There is not a person on this earth who isn't replaceable with someone else. I'm sorry. You could be the only, you could have invented whatever it is that you do for a living. You know, it could be some kind of uh, brand new computer language. It could be some kind of device that only you hold the patent on and you're replaceable. Let me say that again. You are replaceable. You can spend your whole life pouring into a certain career, but you're 100% replaceable. If you die tonight, don't think for a second your company isn't going to have your seat filled in the next week or two. Maybe even sooner. I know that sounds harsh, but that's not where our thankfulness lies. If you ran out of money tomorrow, you have to realize you're still alive. There are homeless people on the street who are still alive. And I've never been faced with that. I've never been faced with that level of pain, but I have in other areas. I've been faced with some hard family circumstances, with some hard emotional baggage. And I don't know your story and you don't know mine, but there's times in our life where we have to realize thankfulness goes deeper Than just whenever everything's going well, we can be thankful. We have to be thankful in those hard times too, because that's what promotes um, change.
0: Well, I think you hit a good point of not just being thankful when everything is going your way, going good, um, but a spirit of thankfulness, even in the quote, bad things. And I think that's how we start having a um, mindset of gratitude is being thankful even in the hard times. Being thankful of, you know, like, I may have lost my job, but I'm still alive. I still have a purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, there is still a reason I am living. You know, like, there are other jobs. There are other opportunities for finances and stuff. And just being thankful for the situation you're in. Maybe it's a really hard season that you're in. We just started to come out of a really hard situation. And being thankful... Of that hard situation and the hard season because it is, it helps you grow as a person. It helps you realize, you know, even in those hard times, I had so much to be grateful for.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think whenever you can kind of get out of the way, get out of the weeds, I guess, so to speak, and see the, the forest or the trees maybe, I have to throw a couple analogies at you. Um, you know, your job, you're replaceable. Uh there's so many things, pretty much any area in life you're replaceable except for one and that's your family. That's your your actual place where, you know, you're unique and you have a unique role there. And you know, you can't there can't be another dad to your kids. There can be people that fill that role, but there can't there that authentic like you should step up and take that place. You are if you are the father of this family or the mother of this family, you are a unique role. And it's a unique thing. Those are unique relationships. I cannot, there cannot ever be another husband to my wife like I fill that role. You hold a unique place in your family. And it's our responsibility to be thankful for those things and to nurture those things and to love those around us. There cannot be another friend like you can be to your friends. In these social, you know, sure, maybe your work, maybe the job you do, you're replaceable, but the relationships that you cultivate, you are not uh, replaceable. Those are unique and authentic, and that's a great place to start to be thankful for, to message that friend you haven't talked to in a while and say, hey, I just want to catch up. I want to be thankful for you. You know, I'm thankful that I have you in my life. Those are the things that we're really thankful for. It's kind of Hallmark cheesy, uh, you know, like everyone sitting around the dinner table, like happy music in the background. But it's true. There's there's truth to that. And the reason Hallmark capitalizes on it so well is because it's lacking in so many lives. And There's so much to be grateful for. There's so much we can focus on. And it goes so much deeper than money or jobs. And tying it back into what this kind of spurred this whole thing is if you allow money to be what drives your level of thankfulness, you're never going to be content because there's always something bigger to buy. There's always more bills to pay. The more money you have, the more financial responsibility you take on. And so the more burden you take on there, like it never ends. But it's just that it's fleeting and it's not important. And there's provision out there.
0: Well, and there's actually two different um, verses that kind of jumped out to me whenever we've been talking about thankfulness. And one is Hebrews 12, verse 28 through 29. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. And 2 Corinthians 9, 11 through 12, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Their service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. And so the thing that really jumped out to me was you can be generous on every occasion. And the fact that you can be thankful even in the hard times gives other people hope right? to be thankful in their hard times. Well, and
1: something interesting about that verse specifically you're talking about is generosity. And I think that generosity and thankfulness tie directly together um, because if you have ever served at a food pantry or you have ever done like any kind of like philanthropological work or anything like that, I think you can vouch for this is like it makes you feel amazing and that's not like <laughs> I'm not saying like oh go do good things so you feel good that's not what I'm trying to promote here what I'm saying is it puts you in this like mentality of like I'm so thankful I'm thankful for people around me I'm thankful for opportunities to lift someone else up and if you want to get through the grime and find the, the heart of thankfulness the heart of thankfulness is in servitude of others. And I'm I'm not talking about, okay, serving is a very, uh, to all of those people out there who have been in church, hurt by church, whatever, serving is a scary word because churches beat the living daylights out of that word. Uh, you know, join, plug in, serve, join, plug in, serve. And sometimes people just need to be and to exist in those atmospheres without, you know, serving. Maybe they have other areas they're serving, so... I don't mean it like that. What I mean is serving humanity, serving the good of those around you in your sphere of influence, not uh, working a coffee bar at church. Sure, you can do that. If that's your thing, that's fine, whatever. I mean, just being there for others around you. And that will give you the most heartfelt, thankful humility. Yeah. I mean, it just, it will root you in thankfulness so quickly to be able to help someone else. And it's not even like, oh, I'm big and like great because I help someone. It's, man, I'm in a place where I can extend a helping hand, whether that be through labor, love, finance, whatever it is. I can extend this helping hand to someone else, just like other people have done to me, and it links us all together. It's, uh, the Bible would say, Konania. It's the joining together of our fellow man to serve the greater good of humanity, to experience creation in for, to our original intent if you go back to Genesis um, you know the creation of man was to be a companion to be together to be joined as one body and it does that and it roots us in this heart of thankfulness because thankfulness is less of an individual mentality and more of a common strand that runs through all of humanity.
0: And so I think the biggest two things of having a spirit of thankfulness, gratitude, whatever is one being uh thankful in the hard seasons, but also I think being generous towards others gives you a new perspective of thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, like the scripture I just read it said this is a service. You know, you are offering reasons for other people to be thankful. It's not always about you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to take thankfulness and make it selfish too. It's easy to take anything and make it selfish. And that's kind of exactly going back to that verse is whenever you bring other people into the mix, it takes the the focus off of us. You know, it's so easy to think the world revolves around us because I mean all we have is our mind. We can't experience what someone else is thinking, feeling, you know, experiencing. But whenever we open ourselves up and then uh, pour ourselves out for someone else, then all of a sudden it kind of links us. We can almost kind of tap into their mind and feel what they feel, hear what they hear and see what they see. And it broadens our perspective beyond just the scope of like the, the, you know, the galaxy created in our brains.
0: Well, and something that I kind of just thought about is like how oftentimes there's a lot of opportunities, especially during the holiday season to give back, whether it's Mm -hmm. Giving um, warm blankets to homeless people, providing Thanksgiving meals for, you know, poor families or donating to the Salvation Army while you go shop. You know, they're right at the door and you're like, okay, here's 50 cents. I'm going to go spend five hundred dollars on my family, whatever. But I think finding opportunities to help homeless people outside of the holidays is also a big step in that servitude, whether it's giving cold water bottles to homeless people, what have you. But I think creating other opportunities outside of just the, well, I feel bad. So here's a dollar in the salvation bucket.
1: Well, I think that extends beyond just like the homeless. I think that extends Mm -hmm. to like everyone. It's just finding opportunities around you. Be aware, you know, of those around you. It could be someone, here's the thing. Uh, there's this, like, little cartoon that circulates the internet, but it's, like, completely beautiful, and it's this person who has, I don't remember, it was it candy or something like that? And he's, like, do you want one of these, uh, I don't, I'm just gonna make this up, I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's, like, do you want this, like, a piece of chocolate, and the guy's, like, N- I have millions of dollars, I have jets. I have cars. I have all of this. And the kid's like, well, do you have any chocolate right now? And he's like, well, no. And he's like breaks it off and hands him a piece. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just about homeless. It's about, and which homeless ministry, don't get me wrong, it's it's done the right way. It can be a beautiful thing. But, you know, it's meeting people where they're at. Sometimes it's not a financial or physical gift. Sometimes it's just an emotional one. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people that seem to have the most are the saddest of all. And they just need a An ear.
0: Extending a conversation, a hug, or, you know, meeting somebody for coffee and just talking about their life and their situation that they're going through.
1: Yeah.
0: I know a lot of times people, like you said, a lot of times the most financially well-off are some of the most hurting people. And I think it's because, you know, they don't have those relationships or that love or whatever they're longing for. And so their finances cover that up.
1: Well, and it kind of goes back to the whole uh, selfishness thing, too, just to be honest, is a lot of them are scared because so many people want from them. Uh, And so to see someone coming their way, they almost kind of close themselves off a lot. You know, like when you have a lot, there's a lot demanded. And so it seems like everyone's out for what you have. And like a lot of them try to do good things. A lot of them try to do, you know, wise with their money, et cetera, and invest in and help, but people, you know, there's that that going back to the selfishness thing, of the opposite of thankfulness, you know, basically, uh, where people just want, and so they try to take. It's weird because holidays, the holiday season is such a beautiful time. It seems like, you know, we talk about peace on earth. There just seems to be such a, a calm about it at its roots, but it brings out the worst in people, too people beating killing each other by st- uh stomping people down to get a toy for half off you know just this uh this craziness which we're gonna talk about um, soon on an episode but actually this what what episode is that do you know it's the about?
0: week of Thanksgiving
1: yeah we're talking about consumerism mm-hmm. but you know just as like a precursor to that There's nothing wrong with shopping. There's nothing wrong with trying to get good deals and everything, but if that's the heart of the season, why? Why do it? If it's just about trying to go out and impress people with how much money you can spend, why do it? That's not true thankfulness.
0: Stop going into debt (laughs) over Christmas presents.
1: Right. Anyway, let's get off that so we have something to talk about for that that episode. But um, anyway about it, all that to say, Thankfulness at its root, is a, it's it's every moment. It's a moment-by-moment moment thing, not a momentary thing. And it's an attitude we have to try to adopt, and it takes effort and it takes time, but thankfulness is being aware of those around us. It's looking past people's exterior shells and trying to tap into their heart, looking deeper at the circumstances instead of just the surface level. It's about... Being thankful for more than just your house and your car and your job, but realizing, being thankful for who you are, who you were created to be and your unique place you play in your family and your friends. Being thankful for the, those other unique people around you and just coming together as one in unity and opening ourselves up to realize that we're all uh, one. We're all a gr- this, this group, all of us individually Just as our body is made up of billions of cells, so is this planet made up of billions of people. And just as all of the things in us are one, working together as a body, that's how it works. That's how the world was designed to work too. And if we want peace on earth, if we want goodwill towards men, if we want attitudes of thankfulness, it starts with just our appreciation of the moment and the lives around us. That's all we have for you this week, guys. Keep an open eye out for video that is coming at you this week. Go and find our Facebook page where you'll be able to find us, find our Facebook group, hang out in there. We wanna hear what you have to say. You can also find anything about us that we have out there on therecklesspursuit.com. There you can send us a voicemail say hi, send us an email and you can go and read our blog posts. We have weekly blogs that go out on Wednesdays. Uh, All of our podcast episodes come out on Mondays and we hope to have you around again next week, week after. And just know that we are extremely thankful that you took the time to listen. And we're thankful that we have the ability to sit here behind microphones and talk share our hearts and it means a lot that someone's out there is listening and we hope that we can offer just a little piece of the joy back to you that we get from being able to do this we love you guys be brave be bold and be reckless
0: we'll talk soon um like a hashtag or
1: anything
0: all the hashtags that I could find were like taken. I guess you could use any hashtag. But. Oh okay. Yeah, I tried to make a cute little hashtag but it didn't really work out. <laughs>